On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if we're glad Netflix renewed Raising Dion for a second season, if Bizarro Ryan could talk about Bizarro Superman when Mike returns, and if that phoenix is getting darker. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. For Joining me here, as always, is my good friend, Ryan. Good to be back, Cassie. Good to be back. Is it good for any specific reason, or is that just like you're just throwing that out there as a phrase? It's good because uh, my thighs are hot, and my hot thighs are the only thighs I will be discussing on tonight's episode. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad we can establish that right off the bat right now. Um, I also have Caitlin here. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and my thighs like to warm pasta, and that's all they like to warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad we can all talk about our thighs yeah. right at the beginning yeah. here. Um, my Hi, guys. <laughs> my thighs, ice cold, always. I don't know what what it's about <laughs> or what that is. But, ice cold. Uh, ice cold. Ice cold indeed. Thank you so much for that. Um, and I think that might be... Actually, guys, there, it looks like there's another person in the studio. I just can't quite tell who it is. Is that the Kool-Aid man? I think it might be the Kool-Aid man. It looks like he's gonna about to come to the wall. It smells like hot thighs in here. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. That's so weird. It's not Cassie. We know that. No, mine are ice cold. Stranger, uh, thank yeah, you for. There, there's a pocket, a cold pocket. Hey, it's Mike. It's nice to see you guys all again. It's been a minute. <laughs> I had to come back. This is a very special episode. A random episode of Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second part of Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Raising prom- Dion ne- is Netflix back. Netflix premiere of your favorite new show. All You're my f- money that I had saved up went into Raising Dion, so I had to come and represent the show right. You're the reason. I was wondering how it happened, and now I know it's because of Mike. This is Thank you for answering that question he for me. He raised the money on a GoFundMe knockoff called Go Fuck Yourself. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, what it actually is, I have the worst lawyers, and I ended up, all my mutual funds are in Jason Ritter. Uh-huh. And so whatever he does, I have to support. Mm. Mm, That makes sense. No matter how pale and sweaty he gets as he ages. (laughs) He does Melanie Linsky. And she's a fantastic actress. I love her. Yeah. Is he as pale and, would you say, sweaty as Ryan? What were the two adjectives? And what's his side temperature? Yeah. Uh, Let's get a a feel for it. Very much more pale than Ryan. Much less sweaty than Ryan. Mm. Thigh temperature, room temp, it's unnerving. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Is this just how we greet people now? Is uh, what's your thigh temp? It's like like a vibe check, but the new vibe check. (laughs) It's a thigh check. If you're ever like, I need this pasta to stay exactly normal at room Mm. temperature, Mm. Jason Ritter is your guy. (laughs) Um, Mike, you have been gone for a little bit. Um, How would you say we've been holding down the show in your absence? Um, (laughs) I've been... <laughs> I get enough of you shit pockets texting me about these shows all week. Uh-huh, Why would uh-huh. I ever listen? Uh-huh. I know you. L- we don't want to leave you out of the text feed. I know you would miss all of this comic book talk, so it's, we're not going to leave you out of it. It's never fun or hard hitting. It's always scheduling. Yeah. You can really leave you me got, off that text. You got to be in for that, Why Mike. Do you schedule everything at three a.m. That's w- when we're our hottest, and I mean our thighs, obviously <laughs> for that. <laughs> 
peak thigh time. <laughs> peak thigh time. Um, but as we did mention, I mean, Mike, I know why you really did come. It is to see how your beautiful Raising Dion has continued for the second season. I think they took our notes. I think we're gonna, it's going to be a good show. Uh, we're going to see uh, right now. Two years after facing the Crooked Man, a.k.a. Pat, Dion tries to carry a normal life while developing his powers at Bayona under the training of Older Powered. Meanwhile, Nicole is offered a spot on Bayona's community board while wrestling with her bigotry against the Powered people. Taste buds, I ask you this. Is raising Dion in a good position to tackle bigotry and suspicion, or should it focus more on being the child, the childhood show it is at its core? I mean, I would say all other shows should stop tackling bigotry and serious topics because raising Dion has it covered. And no one can ever compete to what this show is capable of, of handling the big topics. I can't tell if you're being real or not. Really? Did you watch the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I know what I thought about this, but you just said it so heartfelt that I started to question my ability to watch TV shows. One of the strangest moments I've seen in the history of television is a black woman talking to a black man saying, I'm fine that powered people exist. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if I want my son, who is powered, to be around them. And he even said, oh, but some of your best friends are powered. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. I felt very weird. And I thought it was just me. I was like, this is, seems odd. I don't like it. But it's it, clearly the show thinking that it should be doing this stuff. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Not knowing how. And like, well, this will probably work. Let's, <laughs> let's just film it. I'm just going to say maybe... It, or maybe give it more nuance. I think Nicole, who has grown up in this America as a black woman, would have internal thoughts mm -hmm. about what it means to raise a black and powered son and have issues like Yeah. She would write an essay. She would she would give speeches at Harvard about it. It's <laughs> but not what this is. It was weird because it was so they have, you know, obviously she has a complicated past with powers and we get that at the end and know um and know why you know she's big it has some bigotry against powered people but then like that should stay its own like just talk about why she has those like trust issues with powered people and leave it as that issue or and then don't trust sweaty false nice guys who try to get your pants after your husband died that's the real <laughs> thing you should be aware of be mad at villains yes. who did evil mm -hmm. and then just this the specific person who did the evil and not be like oh he had fingernails no, I'm never talking to anybody with fingernails ever again. Was the last season good? No. No. Okay. No. I, I didn't think so from watching this one episode, but. We, we are not children, though we do laugh at poop jokes. I wonder, I would love to know what modern eight-year-olds think about this show, because it might be aimed at them. Well, I, I, I do think that that's important to talk about before we like really dive into the quality of the show, is that as a podcast who regularly covers 15 different shows on the CW. Mm -hmm. This show is still far the most aimed for children that we've ever watched. And so we are not the target audience. And I don't mean that as like a, therefore we can't criticize it or watch it critically. Mm -hmm. But I do think that we have to take into fact that like, we have never seen anything this immature and amateur in the history of our podcast. If, if this is aimed at kids, then there's so much... Useless board meetings. That's and the board what? meeting is talking about forming a new board yeah. that brings people who aren't... Do you know how much like C-suite level knowledge children would have to understand to know what's going on in these scenes? I just learned what C-suite meant. <laughs> I don't think a child would know what that would be. No, I don't think so, so. That's where I... The whole time I was trying to figure out who it was made for. Because like obviously this part with the kids... I'd, 
it, that's the weakest part. And then like, cause you know, it's hard to judge kids on their acting, but then they were doing so much in depth with the like adults, but not like, they're not the focus. So I genuinely don't know what the show is doing. Uh, maybe it's possible. And I don't know if you guys got the feeling while you were watching it, but it's like this show that was filmed in another country. And then translated quickly because <laughs> everything about it feels off in that way that th- the other countries are off. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I don't want to sound like Nicole here, but uh, everything just feels weird about it um, to such a degree that it's hard to even find your grounding through it. It sounds like an alien wrote it who studied us just like maybe a couple months and then put it out into the world. But to your other point, Cassie, I think maybe we can start with the casting director. As the person who is most at fault, because mm. there is not a lot of talent on screen. Not a lot. And I don't know, um, I know I took the position of I can dunk on Bodhi constantly, and I will. That's uh, what I will always do. What about Brayden? Um, is Brayden the kid you hate? Brayden is the evil kid. You know he's evil because he only looks out <laughs> yes. from in between his bangs. Yeah, and he has long hair. <laughs> we can't blame the casting director because he nailed it with that one kid. I think he put his whole effort into that one kid yeah. who just looks naturally like a murderer and he was like, you don't need talent. Just stare at screen. If I was a teacher and that kid watched in my classroom, I would immediately say, he has a gun yeah. and everybody get out. <laughs> I am no longer teaching here as look, long as that kid is look here. Look at his jacket. It is definitely, yeah. I'm going to shoot up this school jacket. And it, it smells like cigarettes, I bet. <laughs> If a kid walks in and makes dead eye contact with one kid, you can't have that kid in the class. You can't just let him sit down and be in there. What I thought was weird about this show is the way that they portray the kids. Because, like, that kid, like, the the greasy-haired kid, he gets made fun of for that. No reaction to that. He just continues to stare at Dion. It was in the mind. Also, if he's a child, like, he would be... Like he would react much quicker. He wouldn't have the patience yeah, that an adult he's very has to play the long game. Like he's clearly playing the long game, but, but kids don't do that. It's interesting because I think the evil that was in Pat, the the crooked man, if Pat and crooked the crooked man, man are separate entities, uh, which I did not know, uh, is now in this kid kind of controlling him. So it's yeah. like, when is the kid in control? When is the crooked man in control? Oh, do you I care? Don't, I don't care to know. And then on the flip side, the other story of the kids, which is the triangle of awesomeness, <laughs> is filmed like a low-level Disney, yes. t- like yes. Disney Channel. Like it is cartoony and really hard to watch. If everything was like that, I feel like it would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Like if we Zippy were, yeah, if we were bright. all Disney Channel, it's like okay, I can judge it based on like Disney Channel. But yeah, it's, there's just so much disconnect between adults and children. And when it's with the kids, so like Dion has the powers, so he's 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 mind mover and he's running around doing his thing. And then he has two people in the chair: Esperanza. What, anybody remember what her superhero name is? Invisible Girl. Invisible Girl. And then uh, th- th- there's just this kid in every show with kids now. Whether the show is for kids or adults, he looks like Mike from Fresh Off the Boat, who has like dads leaves him. He's like scrawny and weird. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, they're he wants his name to be Admiral Annihilation. And these two, Invisible Girl, uh, copyright, and, and Mind Mover, <laughs> fucking stupid. He has the dopest name of all of them, and they have the gall to make fun of him. Well, I'm confused by this kid being a part of the group, because this redneck monster trucking motherfucker who is here does not fit in with this crew. Cassie, like- <laughs> do you want the show to continue with not without like a male blonde character? Without- we need to have that in the show. It's a weird redneck representation we're getting with this kid, and I don't understand why it's happening. And I don't know what he's bringing to it, but I, w- I guess is if I get to see a monster truck because of him, then Jesus, I'm on board. Get over <laughs> it. That's his, he's sick of not having powers. He steals a monster truck, and then we get an eight-year-old. It's a good show now. Did I, <laughs> I fucking love raising Dion. Is what's happening after that? Um, 
But do you feel, I don't know, the kids can't act. The best scene was the training scene with this new trainer. I don't know if Tevin. it's just, Tevin. Tevin. Um, I don't know if it's just because he's hot, if that he was the hot. only saving grace. But also, <laughs> what if this is this is the show that they should just do? Mm. Get rid of everything else. It's just hot Tevin training <laughs> kids. Well, also the it. mom lusts over Tevin. Yes. It's like, I'll take that because the mom's hot too. So it's like, <laughs> it makes me think the point of the show is to point out flaws in mothers. <laughs> hey, kids. I know only kids are watching this. Your moms, yes, they are also bigoted sometimes. And yes, they want to flick the bean to your teachers. <laughs> but Dude, the training <laughs> sequence was a, a fourth show that we watched. Like, yeah. I think we'd all be happy if it just stuck with the triangle of justice or whatever. But uh, the training show was a whole nother show mm. where Tevin was like, hey, Dion, I'm Tevin. Nice to meet you. Fire! And then just started shooting at each other yeah. immediately. <laughs> That's Power Ranger shit. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> But he did also the shirt they put the kid in with little Barack uh, doing the Air Jordan dunking. Yeah, that was that like that whole scene. I think because of the shirt and the hot guy, I was like, this show might have something here. (laughs) I was very fixated on the shirt as well. I was like, that looked cool shirt. (laughs) (laughs) But other than those, like, is there anything that would be bringing you guys back? The plot with um, you know all the I don't know. The sequels being some key. Which all of that felt like it was a lock and key reject. Mm -hmm. Like a fifth different show that we were watching, you know? (laughs) That, a lot of dumb stuff in this show, but so there's all these sinkholes and the the night guard at the school who we've learned is friends with Esperanza and that's adorable. He goes down and now there's this weird glowing alien shit and instead of being like, I gotta call somebody or I shouldn't be down here, this is Biohazard, he goes, I gotta show Esperanza. It's like, well, where are your priorities, sir? Yeah. This is a grown man who has probably been doing security for a hot minute. He was like, that pit glowing? I'll go down there. And that's what like was kind of Disney Channel, but it's like, also, mm. this is very adult right now, but I don't know where we're at. Yeah. Uh, we also have to talk about how, towards the end, Brayden has like a Jedi mind wipe, right? Mm. And he can make people think stuff. Guy, a security guard or a guy in a hazmat suit comes down, and Brayden can make him do or say anything. <laughs> He could say, rip off your dick. He could say, uh, leave. He, could ju- he just says, you're a little sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go take a nap in your car? You still very much do your job yeah. sleepy. Look at any adult. <laughs> well, Instead of just said, oh, I'm sleepy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to get home and nap. Man, leave. I sure am tired. You should leave, bud. <laughs> That's where Crooked Man needs it in between. Because the two that he worked with, we saw he started off with a murder. And then he, the kid was like, you didn't have to murder him. And he was like, you know what? I'll tell this dude he's sleepy then. <laughs> He's, he's the prank Sinatra of villains. <laughs> Way too harsh or not harsh enough. Your also, shoes are untied. Why? All I could think of is why did Braden go back to school? Like you could have been in the same city as Dion right. without going to school with Dion. Like if you're a child and in control, why go to school? Yeah. As a kid, you don't want to go to school. I have a question for you then because I, I'd say this trope has been around for a while, but one of the most famous things is your holy Bible, Caitlin. Yeah. Cassie's representing right now. Twilight. Why are any of them in fucking school? What Twilight? Yeah. They're in school as adults. They're why? still in high school. But yeah. why why would they go to school? It's the same question. So that they can meet their love of their Yeah, life. it's so they can, <laughs> so they can get a hot young fifteen year old. They can meet their fifteen year old future <laughs> lovers. And that's not weird at all. No. That's fine. But yeah, um so I guess we're all in agreement there's nothing that we're coming back to raising Dion for. I'm kinda juggling my final words. Do you want me to pitch them to you and you can choose? Um, <laughs> yep, go for it. I, a lot of board meetings in this show, but we just had a board meeting talking about how bored we were. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Num- Number two. Spitting fire. Uh, this show might as well be called Raising Dijon, because I don't think I'll be able to muster the energy to watch another episode. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> That's how riveting the show was that you had time to make I, these jokes I didn't while. I to a damn word you guys said. <laughs> 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 all right. So that is all the time we have to talk about raising Dion, um, which means it's time to talk about a website. Mike, you've been gone for a little bit, and mm-hmm. I know you've been spending your whole time thinking about the, your next big website. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and pitch it to us. All right, you know how you just wake up and your back hurts? Mm, always. I'm done with that. This website's going to cure that. Okay. What do you think it should be called? <laughs> Lisa Mattresses? Le- no, I think that's... <laughs> Is that Cas- our sponsor? Casper? No, that's also... No, this isn't a mattress. I'm not selling a mattress. Oh. It's, it, it, going to the website will make your back not hurt no more. You log in... The power and of the mind. Okay. It just says, no, it doesn't... Every day you log in, and it gives you a different tip to make your back uh, stand up more. <laughs> Drinkmilk.com? Drinkmilk. <laughs> all right, drinkmilk.com. M A L K. And then all it is, so it's going to be a screen. Is it going to have like a rotating tip each day? Or Every is it just... day you log in, mm-hmm. like Wordle, and it's a new message. It's it's great. I love this bit, this sponsor part that we do, because we're pitching a cybersprout.net is our sponsor. And we're pitching about how great they are at websites. And every time Cassie asks me, you, Mike, or Caitlin to come up with a website, we pitch the most GeoCity original <laughs> internet bullshit. Fingers are glowing in the corners. <laughs> we could actually make. We never think about anything difficult. We could do this tonight, Mike. No, I don't know if Mike has the capabilities, so Ryan. He's not, I don't, he's not smart. We can't do it tonight, but you know who could do it tonight? Cybersprout.net. They're your partner for the digital world. They offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. That's if you wanted to handle it. We're not doing that. Mike's a dum-dum. But what? they also handle security, maintenance, backups, and speed optimization. They um, focus on collaboration and goal-driven design to help your website reach the right customers. Cybersprout.net, your partner for the digital world. Um, coming up next, let's go to the pool list. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Snowpiercer. This week on Snowpiercer, Leighton goes on the hunt as Wilford works to boost morale. The the resistance discovers a threat that could undermine everything they've worked for. Taste buds, I ask you this. What would you most want to hunt? The ultimate game. Most dangerous game. Long pork? It's (laughs) long pork. Is that what Philly calls it? <laughs> That's what it calls when you eat people in Philly. It's either, you know, it's either long pork or deer for me. You know, just classic old deer. Yeah, Why wouldn't anyone hunt like 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 fruit snacks? I what? Hunt, I, that's what we're talking about, right? What we would hunt? I'm just going on a hunt for fruit snacks. <laughs> yeah, like, is that what you call it? That's foraging. Oh, oh. That's <laughs> There's you're hunters right, and right. gatherers. Okay. So I guess you're a gatherer. Girl, are you a gatherer? <laughs> All right. Uh, Snowpiercer is Mondays on TNT. Our next show is Batwoman. On season three, episode 11 of Batwoman, the Bat team is chasing down the Joy Buzzer, which in a complicated process ended up in Marquise's hand after he, fr- after he freed some inmates from Arkham. One of those freed inmates, Victor Zaz, threatens to kill Ryan's mom, but Ryan saves her with a letter opener. At the end of the episode, what we have all been waiting for happened. That's right, Ryan and Sophie had sex. Taste buds, I ask you. <laughs> have Sophie and Ryan got together too soon, or do you think, they still, do you think they're doomed? No. They're going to move in. They're going to buy a cat. I know the stereotypes for lesbians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they get, they <laughs> it's, get a cat. It's actually impressive how long they waited. <laughs> <laughs> They've already basically been married at this point. They've known each other for probably two months, so it's like five years a yeah. gay. So, all right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to them. Uh, Batwoman is Wednesdays on the CW. Our next show is Superman and Lois. This week on Superman and Lois, Lois and Chrissy go on a mission to find Lois's sister, Lucy, 
Too many L's in that sentence. Jonathan starts juicing and Clark learns more about Bizarro. Tasty Caitlin, I ask you this. Is using your opponent's daughter's suicide attempt at a debate good politics? Ooh, ooh, not when your daughter is Sarah. I really like Sarah. <laughs> but other than that, you're fine with well, it. Go, if she's go a real piece it. of shit. <laughs> Super piece of shit. Uh, no, I think it's pretty fucked up, but Sarah had the best response to it. I didn't I didn't expect her to respond oh, as she's she like, did. Oh, put me on the debate stage. Yeah. I'll tear that fat fuck apart. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, how do you feel? So he instantly was like, no, you're right. That's too far. I won't go after your daughter. And then glares at Kyle. He's like, how's that sauce, you ex-alcoholic? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, to, what did he? What did Kyle do to prove the mayor wrong? Oh, he went and he uh, went to his local bar and he got a tequila shot and then also met up with his mistress. Apparently he used to bang this chick when he was yeah. drinking. This yep. is Kyle? Kyle. We're back to Kyle's a piece of shit. Also, Kyle's Hispanic? Yes. Did we know that? Wait, you can tell because he's blonde. He has blue eyes. I know he what? He only cooks burgers. <laughs> And he every loves once Leonard in a while he Skinner. says, and now he says, Miha, and says, when are you having yeah. your kids here? When yeah. I knew they were half Hispanic. And based on, I guess I'm, I'm the racist one. I assumed it was Lana. I assumed yeah. it came from Lana's side. <laughs> what if soon, like, uh, there's a bunch of characters on the show that's like these really awesome child children who have the best dad ever, and it's revealed to be Bizarro Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> He's just raising all the good kids. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, you like this episode? I like this show in general. I No, I love this show, too. I but just thought this was this a weaker episode. It was definitely everybody's like, it's a table setting episode, right? Yeah. Everybody's kind of getting ready. Kyle has been too good for too long. Mm-hmm. Three whole episodes of this season. He was a supportive husband, so they're going to send him right back. Uh, Jonathan is juicing. I don't love that, but in a good way. I had a feeling it was going to happen, and yeah. I, I like it for his character. Obviously, don't like that my boy is juicing, but it's interesting <laughs> seeing the non-superhero brother getting superhero mm-hmm. powers and dealing with it differently I, than his brother. I hope they bring that up of why would he do it so quickly, because I do think Lois and Clark raised good kids. Your kid getting into drugs doesn't mean you're a bad parent, but do you think they raised like good stand-up kids? And he, he was like, my enemy is juicing. Then I'll juice double harder. Is he, not what I would think. He, it was very CW because he juiced so he could be better at football right. than Timmy. Yeah, this is how like, all American sports work. <laughs> what you just described. I feel like Timmy makes sense. Jonathan does not, unless they play the angle of like, I know Mom said I'm special, but I'm not. She is a Pulitzer printer writer, which I feel like I have they two can super do that. Boys. That would make so much more yeah. sense than I just needed to throw that ball harder than Timmy. I don't care that I'm a freshman. I should be the best. <laughs> The whole Lucy and, 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 uh, talk about it. Yeah. Um, that whole bit really bored me. So I think the show wants us to be, is Lois, did she do wrong? Is she a bad journalist? Yeah. And I'm a thousand percent on Lois's side. Is she wrong at all? I don't think she's wrong at all. And I'm very confused of why her reporter friend is turning against her. That's inf- Chrissy. And, and Chrissy, you. why the fuck Chrissy turned so quickly against her and went to a cult meeting and was like sold on the cult meeting. I didn't realize it, cult meetings work so quickly. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, they're quick. Within like five minutes, she turned on Lois and then she was like, I need to hear more. It's well, like, Chrissy, who the fuck are you? Like, she's known Lois for like a year at least. Yeah. She watched an illegal recording of Lois and Lucy have just a normal sister fight. And then came out of being like, Lois was wrong. When Lois was like, you tried to kill yourself. I don't care that you think it was cult woohoo shit. You try to kill yourself. And Chrissy came out going, I don't think Lois is right. This this cult seems fine to me. And Chrissy was upset because Lois did withhold like a tiny portion of the conversation. But it was a portion to, to keep her sister yeah. like safe. Safe. Yeah, it's That's why shit. she didn't Team say Lois. anything. So yeah, that's why everyone's mad is because she didn't tell the whole complete story. 
But like, yeah, I think Lo- I think Lois was right. And I don't know how much I should care about this. Did you watch much Supergirl? I thought you were saying Smallville. Much, no. I was going to slap you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so Lucy, <laughs> Lucy, the character, because when for a while in Supergirl, they weren't bringing Lois or Clark to Supergirl. Mm-hmm. But Lucy did show up. Same actress. Really? But there she had a pass with Jimmy, and she was also in the army, and she was like a go-getter. What? Ambitious. And like, it seems very strange to use the same actress and be like, forget all about this. She is a cult person. Number two. She's basically... Uh, Allison, Allison Mack, Mack. From, from Smallville. Okay, that's literally. I was like, are they doing this because of Allison Mack and Smallville? That'd be hilarious. They're just like, fuck you, ne- Nexium. Yeah, fuck you, Nexium. We won't do it again. All these people are clean. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm hearing a lot of not so great. But do you guys have moments of the week? I'll start with you, Mike. Yeah, uh, when Lucy and Lois are Lucy, Lois, and Lana. Come on, show. <laughs> when Lucy and Lois are yelling at each other, Lucy said. Well, part of the reason I had to join a cult was you chased mom away and they would never bring her up. And Lois said, I was eight, dude. What? And then Lucy was like, well, and then changed the subject hard. Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. Yeah. I was going to say I saw that same plot line in a different show from this week, but it was a random season three episode of The Mindy Project. So never mind. I will not bring that up. <laughs> Caitlin, what about you? We had a super badass fight scene between Superman, uh, Bizarro, Superman, and then there was like some, you know, of the DOD Superman people. The super kids? The super kids and then John Henry. It was pretty fucking dope. John Henry, it's like he's being reckless with his powers right now. So he's just going fucking all out. So at one point he gets his hammer and he his suit is like deteriorating and he throws it so hard and it hits Bizarro Superman, snatches his little necklace off of him and like the little kids get the necklace. (laughs) They're not they're not little kids, but, you know, it was. And then like Superman does a punch punch and it's like, ah, yeah, this is what I love. I love seeing this. And normally I like the kids interaction, but here I was totally here for Superman and Bizarro. Uh, uh, The opening of that scene was dope because the super kids went to Antarctica when they they didn't know they weren't supposed Bolivia. to. Bolivia. Bolivia. Yeah. Well, it was frozen, so I assume. <laughs> it was apparently Antarctica. sand. Uh, okay, that looks icy. Uh, but they're like, hey, Superman, and because he, he's just staying in the middle of nowhere, and he does the slow turn and does like the yeah. zombie neck twitch at the kids. Like, just, like, it was legit creepy looking, and all yeah. the kids were just like, I don't care that we're superpowers. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Anytime Bizarro comes on stage or on like the screen, I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm like completely sucked in. I don't think that's a common thought among comic book readers. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm glad to hear the show's doing a good job of them. Well, he, he, he's a mystery right now. So we don't know anything about him besides the fact that he hits hard. And he, he's, do, he's not. And it's always yet. opposite day? Are they doing that? <laughs> I think he said one thing in the first episode we finally saw his face was like, am you bad or something? Like. <laughs> it was whatever he said. It was it, like you couldn't understand what he yeah, said. Yeah, it was like all, all of his words were backwards. And then it. they t- put the Superman and Lois backwards. Yeah. Like the, the symbol. I was like, ooh. And then I was like, I should listen to this backwards. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that's too much work. <laughs> uh, if you want to watch Superman and Lois, it's Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is Legends of Tomorrow. This week on Legends of Tomorrow, the gang finds out that the assassination of the Archduke Powder Keg is a fixed point in time, which means time kills you if you try to change time. Time. It also leads the Legends to find a bar for time travelers called the Fixed Point, where patrons can make bets on how folks will die while they try to save said Archduke. Where am I? Sarah lives, dies, repeats her way through to draw the evil legends out. Taste buds, I ask you this. How did this episode handle the continued acceptance of Gideon and Gwen as full members of the crew? Gideon and Gwen? Gwen is new John. Gwen is, uh, yeah. Uh, Gideon had a big moment here, and so did Astra. Yes. And those are two characters who don't get a lot of big moments where they came to terms with their relationship. Maybe not in the way that Astra 
was most comfortable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you hug someone long enough, eventually they'll smile. That's not good advice for the boys out there. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that, kids. Uh, but in this situation, it was very sweet. Because she's basically, she did a spell wrong that made Gideon become human. Right. So Sort of like she's uh, her mom. Gideon's Geppetto. And I would have liked if this had been bubbling in the background. Instead of halfway through this episode, Astra starts screaming at Gideon anytime she gets into danger. Yeah. And then somebody's like, it's because she's your mom. And I was like, what? You guys, what? <laughs> I really think, though, too, not this is an excuse, but when you guys were talking about, like, Lana popping up and or Lucy, Lucy? popping up. Uh-huh. Um, I really do think that when people, when writers write drama episodes, they always turn in 60 pages. Right. Always. And then they have to cut three scenes mm. every episode. And sometimes it's the, it's the three scenes from the same plot line over right. the course of a season. I think that happens a lot because otherwise both this that we're talking about and the Superman and Lois thing, it's the only way that Baffling. makes sense. Yes. You know? And now Gwen, who has been the whole time, it's just... Can Matt Ryan act? Like, this has been so weird and, and ne- never selling. The distraught, very religious gay man from 1914, I don't think the show has been selling. And it's actually pretty good at selling that kind of thing normally. Mm-hmm. And so instead, they're like, you know what? You're from 1914. You're going to lead the way to fight the evil legends, even though you've never heard of superpowers till last week. And Sarah Lance was one step away from this is what your character needs in yeah. the show. Like, <laughs> basically what her motivation was for giving him this role. How do you feel he did? It was fine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in, especially like double episodes like this, because mm-hmm. this is a direct continuation from last last week, sometimes you just need someone to push things forward. Yeah. You know, let's get to a montage so things get done. I guess with that, does any of this plot stuff matter? Because we saw Sarah die repeatedly. As they said, live, die, repeat her way through saving the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Was it all worth it? Dumb stuff, because that was fun. Yeah, it was fun, like it always is. The I would say the last episode was more fun. This episode had to tie everything together. Mm. Um, but it's always fun to hang out with the crew. They they always find time to bond. Yes. And the other thing, too, is there was interesting time stuff. Like I never heard that fixed point theory before in right. a time-traveling story. So just the development of that lore made it worth it, I think. And the way that... For a while, they think it's time is protecting this moment. And it really is like a lateral snap your neck. Uh, a cat will trip you and you'll break your jaw and you'll die in the street if you're trying to stop a right. time needs. Uh, that is very cool and almost Final Destination-like. And then it's reverse flash, actually. Yeah. That was that was the big reveal from the last one. And then in this one, reverse flash does die, triggering yeah. her uh, Sarah's promise to him, which is, I'll take over if you die. But then she didn't. She didn't. Yeah. You were you were so sure, I think rightfully so, that we were going to lose somebody. And there was a pool around the office. Who, which legend are we going to lose? Uh, evil Nate. It turns out we lost Evil Nate. Yeah, that was the big <laughs> loss of the show. Wait, so there's still normal Nate? Yep. Yeah. Hell Everyone yeah, that's fine, legends as hell. <laughs> giant armed, weirdly hairy armed Nate is gone. <laughs> that's very legends. I love that. Um... Are we ready to go to Moments of the Week? Yeah. All right, Ryan, I'll start with you. Uh, mine is the thing that Mike just said. There's uh, Evil Nate is who has just gigantic arms. Like, imagine me, but with like an uglier face. Um, <laughs> and he, the sun is behind him in the shot, and he lifts his arm. And I didn't notice this from last episode, uh, but just arm hair flowing in the breeze. Like, <laughs> w- when you're strong, when you're tough, uh, like hair longer than on my head, flowing yeah, in the breeze. It was odd. <laughs> He's the Fabioist of arms. <laughs> Mike, uh, was that hot moment your moment of the week, too? It was close. Mine is also an Evil Nate moment. Is Evil Nate is fighting good Sarah, and she punches him weird. And this is not a thing that's been... 
we've seen the Evil Legends for all season. This is not a thing we've seen. He just, for some reason, starts talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like, this is weird. And then just rolls with it for a while. And it's like, I love this fucking show. Later on, hits himself in the head again and goes back to his normal voice. <laughs> but it's it, this is what I call uh, Michael Scott can ice skate theory. Uh-huh. Uh, Nate said, or the actor was like, I gotta do my awesome Arnold impression, guys. You gotta write it in there. <laughs> Let me do it. My theory was that uh, Katie Lotz and Nick Zano, when they were doing co- fight blocking, like that they were like, he did it as a joke. Yeah. And then they're like, we're fucking doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're almost to the point, though, where the core, the average audience member of Legends of Tomorrow doesn't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Right. We might be like Dang. five years away The from governor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the governator. The governator. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Legends of Tomorrow is on Wednesdays on the CW. Our next show is Naomi. On this week's episode of Naomi, the high school is in absolute chaos thanks to the no-good class president who got rid of their favorite vending machine and her <laughs> classmates convinced her to run for president. In the midst of that high drama, Naomi also finds another alien by the name of Akira after decoding the code on her disc and she almost gets kidnapped by a different alien who wanted to take her back to Earth 29. Taste buds, I ask you, is there anything worse than the good vending machine getting taken? Nothing. Oh. Absolutely nothing. Or it going up in price. Man, that would be awful as well. Because when you're that age, you have exact change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you scratch around for a dollar and it says a dollar 25 on there. You have to kick it. Yeah. Or it's basically that's like what, it got taken from you. That's what uh, you take the Riverside technique there. The guys that front is just glass. You can break that and then you get all the snackies for free. <laughs> is that or the if you machine? unplug it. <laughs> is that the vending machine that only had energy drinks? Only energy <laughs> drinks and knives. That's all they had <laughs> in there. <laughs> it was the best vending machine and they could never take it from our hands. On AMA is Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is Peacemaker. This week on Peacemaker, Mern reveals his deepest secret to everybody but Peacemaker. Augie gets out of prison and gets his KKK group locked and loaded, and the alien Guff ends up getting into Detective Sophie and sets a swarm of butterflies on the police station. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Six episodes in, how is Peacemaker doing at redeeming Chris Smith? I think good. I think that what each episode does is, it's like, I don't know, lobsters in a bucket or something where Mm. it's... uh, three steps forward but only two steps back and it's fewer steps backwards every episode so he is going to say at least one or two things that are like you should not be the main character of a show but now for every awful thing he says or does there's two moments of playing the piano right or uh hardcore clearly falling in love with him or whatever the case may be is so at it makes sense that she this is her she's never killed anybody this is all morally gray but it seems what she's most morally uh upset about is that she slipped the diary the fake diary to make him look like an mm-hmm. even crazier crazy person uh-huh. than he is uh has he been redeemed enough that her like oh no my best friend like th- that makes sense because he's still a racist douchebag <laughs> like, <laughs> but i do think that's true but i do think what we're trying to do with a show like peacemaker starring john cena <laughs> written and directed by james gunn is maybe focus on the nuance of mm-hmm. terrible people. That there's levels of bad. Like, yeah. Peacemaker is not Vigilante, is not Amanda Waller, is not Augie. Like, they're all levels of bad people. That, yeah, that uh, Autoebe. Mm-hmm. It's it, Autobio. Autobio. Yeah. Out of Baby Issa Boy. <laughs> uh, is realizing that there is nobody worse than Augie. And that right. uh, Chris does have his moments, you know, and th- he, he is a prod- product of his environment and his past. Mm-hmm. And everything centers on Augie. Right. But Chris is definitely more redeemable. And trying. Maybe yeah. that's what, like, if somebody's a piece of shit, but you can see that they're 
working on it. Mm. I mean, you guys are friends with us. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're well, trying, trying their best. And then Vigilante's even pointing out, like, hey, dude, you've changed. Like, yeah. you, you're not cool with just, like, straight killing people anymore. That's not fun But, yeah, for he's me. using it as, like, friend, you've changed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should go back to your old killing ways with me. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> and maybe there's an argument, if you want to do it, Mike, to defend Augie. No. You don't want... Okay. No, I'm good. Uh, Death to the white dragon, I say. Where uh, he's also proud of his environment, and he also obviously has a broken brain that, mm. you know, he is certifiable in his own way. But that's that's not what the show wants us to think. No. And that's not what we actually think. No. Anything big happen? What what was it Eagly up to this episode? Oh, Eagly did some murders. <laughs> what? Eagly ripped. Fucked it up. <laughs> Eagly came and uh, uh, Peacemaker and Vigilante were trying to get away from like all the cops and, mm. and it, Eagly saw and he was like Ca-ca! and came down and take took out people's eyes Hell like yeah. just like knocked him out. It was fucking cool. In a big sweeping chase scene where uh, Peace and Vigilante are trying to run through the forest to get away from the cops. A cop pops up every 10 feet like it's a video game. Yeah. And they're out of weapons. They don't want to murder. So it's just shots of Eagly going. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody put a cheat code in the Peacemaker <laughs> game to have Eagly come and take out the bad guys. It was dope. I loved it so much. Mostly a set piece in episode, but it was all leading to the final 10 minutes, which was Peacemaker has made a lot of enemies and they are all ready to mm-hmm. attack. So oh, it was all shit. just everybody coming together. Uh. Let's go to moments of the week then, uh, Caitlin. Definitely that eagly moment. Yeah, he, comes swoops, he swoops in. Don't even ask me, Cassie. Eagly, eagly sweeping in, Mike. It is, it is great, and it's also realizing like watching directors as they grow and change. They each have their things. We've all known forever. Tarantino's his feet, and now with <laughs> with this uh, episode of Peacemaker, with Suicide Squad, and then going back to Slither, James Gunn loves having slimy things graphically crawl into people's mouths and oh. having blood pop out everywhere. This Ugh. is one of his go-to moments. Ugh. And it's weird getting into his mind a little more. <laughs> I hate that, but Peacemaker is <laughs> Thursdays on HBO Max. Our final show of the week is Resident Alien. On episode two of season two of Resident Alien, Haley- Harry is prepping for his doomsday bunker and for when the aliens come to destroy Earth. He's got a bucket and everything ready. The only problem is that Asta is not on board because of the whole thing where all of her friends and family would be dead. Taste buds, oh, adding to the problems, is that Deputy and Sheriff figured out that he is definitely, he definitely murdered someone and are there to arrest him, making Harry keep them in his basement. Taste buds, I ask you, would you stay in a bunker with Harry or would you rather kill yourself? How does Harry think of me? Like, to him, am I an octopus? Am I a little Max? Am I an Asta? Well, there's only one Asta. That's what this episode made very clear, is there is one Asta, and everybody else just can maybe serve a purpose. And he just is so attached to her, he is not going to dump her. He just refuses to. He will not dump her. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I I would. I think he's very funny. And I know what it's like to hang out with an older redhead man who doesn't seem to communicate with people in normal ways mm-hmm, and might mm-hmm. kill you, but is mostly funny. Yeah. So I'd be down there. <laughs> I am so jealous. Who? <laughs> you don't know him. I wouldn't just because simply there's a bucket there and I know how I get and I just can't. I the can't. Well, to they- poop in. <laughs> <laughs> He has a butt for a year, though. (laughs) He had. Did you see how many buckets he had? Oh, I did not track. (laughs) He could feel all of them, but that whole floor would be full of buckets. I think the most impressive aspect of this show, besides chip pocketing and stuff like that, is uh, and this episode really sold it. What is Harry and Asta's relationship that still doesn't seem to be getting romantic or sexual in Mm -hmm. any way? Yeah, but he has picked this person who is 
extraordinary, but not, you know, like 100% perfect mm-hmm. to learn and watch and grow and, you know, get taught by. And that's the most interesting part still, you know? And the fact that they, they aren't doing the Sam and Diane, will they, won't they? No. They, I think yeah. It's so important. They will not. They are friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just this alien really likes this one friend. I for, for a long time, the only nice thing I had to say about The Walking Dead was it's the only platonic male-female friendship I've seen. Mm. And then they're like, wait, Rick and Michonne are not fucking. Let's change that, even though there's been no chemistry. <laughs> so I really hope Resident Evil doesn't let us Alien. <laughs> happens every Resident show. Evil. Resident Alien. I'm not saying anything right tonight. It happens at least once an episode. <laughs> One of us will say Resident Evil. Um, well, there's a zombie in this episode, so I got confused. Yeah, there was a zombie. We did get Zombie Darcy. Uh, Mike, your love for zombies, how did how'd she hold up? Look, yeah, love for Darcy. My love of zombies and my love of Alice Wetterland. <laughs> and then she showed up looking like Mary Jane Watson. And oh, Mike loved this episode. The red hair matching with the red shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, look, off. this is a kid's show, maybe. Not Resident Alien, mm. but Superhero Show Show, so I'm not going to fucking say anything else. <laughs> you will cut it off there. Um, we did get to figure out why um, we got to see that Little Max is also growing a beard, and that <laughs> yeah. was just a one-off. Well, one thing of like, yeah, the hair is still a thing, but also his beard w- did grow in perfectly. Yeah, he had a good lumberjack man beard. It was like pretty impressive. It was like, damn, little kid. It was you trimmed up. Beard. Trimmed up all good. Um, but we did have the main drama for this one is how close, um, well, they ended up pretty much figuring it out, but we got, we got to see the deputy and sheriff uh, really focus in on Harry and get close to him. But he didn't. That This murder happened before our Harry showed up to town. So our Harry did not murder the old doctor. Oh, dang. I don't his know. wife did. Yes. It was with botulism, but that's why they found botulism in the floorboards of Harry's house. Oh. So maybe... Old Harry murdered? He did. A, old Harry probably did a murder. But then how did he stop? He didn't have little alien arms to stop him. Old Harry should also be Max's new name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, completely switch your name. Uh, Ryan, I've heard around the office you have a resident alien theory. Yes. What is that? Did I tell you to remind me? Yes. You're like, I got it. I don't know how to bring it up naturally, Mike. Please bring this up on air. Just say, Ryan, what's your theory? And I will know what to say immediately. Did you write down what the theory was? No, you refused to tell me. <laughs> Caitlin, what's your moment of the week? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember, but that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I tried to start a sentence and have it, I thought it would just come <laughs> to me, but instead, that's fine. Came out. <laughs> that's fine. Um, did it, like, are you guys fine with these episodes that do have more plot? Like, I think there was still a good balance of Dumb Resident Alien 2. There's so many dumb one-liners here that all of them could be a moment of the week, but like... I like being clean, and by the look of Astra's car, she is a piglet. Like the way that the one-liners and the way he says them are so fucking good. Bye. The way he just says bye. Um, him. I just uh, like the moment of the deputy like reading the lips, and it is being all right, but just sounding (laughs) absolutely insane. That can't be right at all. All right, we're basically doing moments of the week, so let's just go to it. (laughs) Ryan, what's yours? Uh, My moment of the week is also in the diner. Um, Asta's dad is talking to Harry and Harry is thinking his crazy thoughts yeah. and he's saying his crazy thoughts. And I think one of the most realistic portrayals of humanity in the show is the dad just like looks at him and walks away. Like, <laughs> do you, I'm, I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just getting the fuck it out will of make the it worse if you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to know when to walk away. Uh, Mike, what's your moment? Uh, I have two is the, the mayor saying, 
uh, in your medical opinion, how long can you safely choke someone during <laughs> sex? <laughs> Can you get an answer, though? No, okay. which I do need to Google. Uh, Pass. And then uh, the sheriff, uh, they, they're talking about the, the, the rival town. He's like, kids got lost for two weeks. How do you use friend? It's a good maze. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good maze. Got to go see it. <laughs> yeah, just saw the murder tours happening in the town, too. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, what's yours? Oh, man. It actually just, uh, I have two, I guess, now, because they're in... In the little bunker that he makes, he paints a picture so she so <laughs> Asta can enjoy the beauties the of Colorado. <laughs> it's a like two like a ten year old drew a, a mural, and then there's just a bunch of dead stick figures because of course that's what he knows of what is this paradise? Yeah, name? well, it's paradise, and he's a realistic depiction post nuclear winter. Like, yeah, no, be dead. <laughs> but in ten year old fashion, he did include his friends. Like that one was Max. That dead one is <laughs> kid. <laughs> I just I love how you when you're very skilled because he's an alien so he has but you don't get all the skills like Not drawing all. just doesn't come naturally to him. Well, obviously his paintbrush was too big, is what he said. So it would have <laughs> yeah. been much better. Uh, but my other moment is the fact that he has to find a, another friend because he needs someone to cook and clean up because yeah. he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> so he uh, when he's playing poker, he's trying to see which one of these people would be good to bring in the bunker with them. Being <laughs> being a dude, a middle aged dude that is so lazy that he needs to find a partner to cook and clean for him is the most human American thing Harry has ever done. <laughs> That's what they're showing. Like you know, the little octopus was like, "You're getting too human," and then that was what really proved it. Yeah. Uh, my moment of the week is just the follow up to the bring the trampoline to a ceiling fan store. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 uh-huh, <laughs> you did it. Because <laughs> his face was all cut up from shaving, and they was just like, <laughs> they knew they had a good joke on their hand with that one, and they're like, "Guys, this is a two week one." <laughs> you know what? Whole second season. I want to reference every episode. <laughs> it's uh, it was uh, the trampoline and shit pockets came back. Those yeah. are the two runners now. <laughs> they know what's good. Nothing like a runny shit pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Resident Alien is an alien is on Wednesdays on Sci-Fi. That is it for our poll list. Coming up next, Extaz. <laughs> Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch. A mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's Seminole, an underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series. On bl- part two of the Dark Phoenix, Mastermind controls Phoenix via her dreams, and she joins the inner circle as the Black Queen. This causes some tension in the ranks until he tries to force Phoenix to kill Cyclop- Cyclops. She finally breaks free of the psychic controls, leaving the X-Men to fight for themselves as she reveals... As she rev- revels <laughs> in the evil sensation. Uh, Taste Buds, we open up and it is with Professor X trying to reach Scott and the X-Men, but getting blocked because of the inner circle. In oh, I thought it was because he was out fucking Dazzler. Because he was out what? Cyclops was out with Dazzler. Yeah. He didn't want Professor X to know. Cerebro can get through the, the <laughs> disco. I swear to God, when it started, it was he was trying to find Scott and I thought he was entering Scott's mind. Uh. And Scott's mind is a mansion full of French maids. <laughs> That's what I thought <laughs> Professor X was looking at. I love that. That I don't know if they say Emma's name in this, and they call them. They call the Hellfire Club the Inner Circle because I guess you can't say Hellfire in a kids show. Mm. But uh, she has the perfect anti-cerebral machine that she's created just in case. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was like getting introduced to the inner circle, getting more of them, and that um, they all kind of hate each other. And also, like, they could be powerful, but yet they're just too egotistical. Yeah. It was the whole time. Just like, I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Except for Emma. If, if it wasn't Emma there, mm. it would just be a bunch of mustachioed fat boys yeah. slapping, <laughs> slapping each other's ass. Rich person renaissance fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and literally never getting anything done because as soon as somebody steps up, to have power, the rest of them are like, they're not like, oh, okay, we'll do that. They're like, but I want that power. Yeah, it is the, you, you said lobsters in a bucket. They, they are lobsters in a bucket for power. And it's not like, well, weekly rotation, somebody's the chairman. They're all just like, fuck you, I'm the chairman. Yeah. Like, they just want to have gavel banging meetings and not actually mm-hmm. do evil villain things. The your pop filter way. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got everybody essentially captured except for Wolverine, who is down in the sewers. He fell 17 stories, right? Yeah. In, directly into the sewer. Mm-hmm. And I love how. Like cartoon and common brain works is that every floor is fragile except the sewer. That is the bottom, and yeah. nothing yes. will happen to the sewer. <laughs> uh, and then he knows how bad the sewer smells, and so he kicks a row of the Hellfire Club's putties because they are just the putties from Power Rangers. <laughs> he just kicks one and then hits eight others into the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> but he does so. He you know he fights his way out of the sewers and then does get to Chateau Ninety Nine, I think it is, and then just straight up steals some turkey, like turkey yeah. wine. Instantly. Doesn't yes. doesn't drink the wine. But uses those claws to get a goddamn turkey later. <laughs> which, which Salami was last week. Turkey's this week. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hungry boy. I, I, no more power to him. Is that That's the most royal food, right? A giant turkey leg? Yes. <laughs> that means you are a king. When he shows up as they're like taunting the X-Men and fighting each other, like you can't tell who they're going to kill. Mm-hmm. The people they have chained up who are trying to stop them or each other, even though they all have the same goal. Uh, Wolverine breaks in and Frost, and this is the most comic book Emma thing she is the whole episode. She says, look at him sniffing after her like a mongrel dog. And I was just like, that's why I love Emma Frost. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you guys, Cassie and Caitlin something. Uh, Wolverine jumps in and he has a full action hero quote. And Mm -hmm. he says something along the lines of, uh, you gotta ask yourself, do I feel lucky? (laughs) Do you know what that is? Um, I mean, is that from, no. No, I can't tell you. What movie. <laughs> I, I know it's from a movie, but I cannot tell you what. It's, it's from a movie in the seventies, and it's, so twenty years later, it's like Jack Nicholson or something. Clint Eastwood. Clint Darn Eastwood. it! <laughs> it's so dirty. Like, Harry, I just right? shouldn't have. I <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin, stop beating yourself up. It's <laughs> <every> <laughs> <day>. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a. It's the most propaganda movie of all time. Right. But she's not wrong, because first he does that, and then he says, here's Johnny for no reason, oh, which yeah, is Jack that. Nicholson. Yeah, he, does he just talks in all movie lines. He, he had a movie weekend, <laughs> just in his head as he's fighting. Every every story he fell was a different movie. He went through all so quickly. I had a question. They keep saying, Dark Phoenix keeps declaring that she's hungry for sensation. That's yeah. just, Sensation. That's just like the way Parks and Rec, anytime they said making out, that was code for fucking. Yeah. This, anytime she's like, I need to feel sensation, she's just like, girl came once and now she can't stop. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, but again, they can't even say Hellfire Mike. No. So, you know, they, it's got to be sensation. And they say the sensations of evil. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it is a sin. That's what's in the Bible. <laughs> um, from here, we do get, so after everybody is knocked out, we do think there was a moment where I was almost so happy because I thought Cyclops died. And that's yeah. because I thought if <laughs> he died in the mind, now. you might die in real life. Was <laughs> I alone in thinking this? Matrix rules? Matrix rules. No, of course. He's the uh, anchor. He's the star. Mm. He's the heart and the gut of the whole show. And if he died, <laughs> if he died, I would die in real life. <laughs> And then, you know, we almost got Phoenix going to do finish that murder, but that's when Wolverine comes in and uh, I guess just breaks it up enough. Like, 
He's then they go into like Gene. They do a reading into Wolverine's mind, and uh-huh. we get his whole complicated genius. Uh, genius. <laughs> <laughs> we get their whole love triangle story, um, which was at the fr- we knew a little bit of it, but we hadn't gotten his full devastating past of it, right? I mean, that was clips from the show, right? Yeah. So they tied all the little scenes together, and oh dang! Yeah, at the, at, the, at the end of many scenes with Gene, Wolverine will be like, "But I love you," <laughs> and then that'll be it. But he like. From, I think it's angles. The way they show it, it seems like he's saying it to her and she's just being cold and not responding. But now we've seen it from new angles. She is halfway across the mansion. He's just going, I love you, Gene. Or sometimes, sometimes he'll take an empty picture frame and hold it up and like put her face in it. And Look at his photograph. <laughs> that Dirty Harry? <laughs> um, going back to Mike, what you were talking about with Gene, there's a 10-minute segment in the show, in this episode, where every time it cuts back to Gene, She's using the Phoenix power yeah. to put another S&M article of yes. clothing on her. So, like, she's just in her normal clothes, and then it cuts back, and she's wearing a spiky collar. Yeah. And then it cuts back, and she's got, like, a muzzle on. And that's why I think Emma hates her, clearly. She hates the men in the inner circle, but she hates Jean because now Jean's getting all the attention right. what I think Emma used to get, and it's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Women, am I right? I would watch... I would, <laughs> just, Cat fight. I would love to watch a fucking animated sitcom about these the inner circle and their bullshit. I would too. At one point, Wingard says, uh, you know what? I'm done with this. Phoenix, just go kill Shaw. And Shaw does, hey, no, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, he really does full on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I never thought about this. Um, but yeah, then we cut to like probably the most chaotic fight scene we've ever had. I don't know why fighting the inner circle was so chaotic, but everybody like took a person uh-huh. who then switched a partner. I was like, <laughs> it was like a do do going on. <laughs> Beast did the coolest thing he's ever done. Yeah. Just yeah, spin the big boy yes. around on his feet. <laughs> on his little feeties. But yeah, we talked about this, but before that, I think it, this is something that Professor X and Cyclops and Sebastian Shaw and Jason Wingard all needed to hear. Phoenix broke free and they were like, oh, so you'll be on our team? And she was like, no, bitches, I'm out of here. <laughs> and so that left them all to fight themselves. And it was long and it was awesome. And it started with my boy Cyclops who breaks free and absolutely yeets a guy across the entire mansion with an optic blast. The, the one time he's done absolutely anything. Stop it, Cassie. I'm so proud of hurting him. my feelings. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, she we get Phoenix breaking free, and essentially we just get Phoenix full-on freaking out, saying, you know, she's got a taste for evil and wants more, and that's how mm-hmm. we end this one. Just her wanting more evil. She gets bored and is like, I'm out. <laughs> and then everybody else is just like, are we done? Yeah, we I guess we'll... S- Stop fighting. Do we all get turkey legs now? Um, <laughs> all right, so now it's time to just go to our uh, you know, our awards. The first one we got to start off with is most 90s thing. Mike, what do you got for it? I know Ryan said it was from the 70s, and I, I know that, and I believe that, but I think there's but the something quoting of it, very right? yeah. 90s about Wolverine quoting Clint Eastwood for no fucking reason. <laughs> that's that actually is my same. My nice. same exact. That's why I had it down. <laughs> we do he, got, he has so many movie quotes. So many. Yeah, and they are just kind of like literally thrown in there. Yeah. Like, like every good movie quote. He's walking around going like, play it again, Sam. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I am Citizen Kane. <laughs> really ahead of his time. Ryan, do you also got that? No, I'm original. I'm Great. a, I'm a uh, much more original thinker. Mm. Uh, Wolverine flashes back to scenes from the show. That show, those episodes came out in the 90s. Mm. That's the most 90s moment. <laughs> We're watching wow. clips of a 90s TV show. Fuck, it's Ew. so literal. God, do I do I award it or oh, not? Oh, absolutely. I don't know. Don't play into his terrorism. <laughs> um, 
For most 90s thing, I got just how beefy the inner circle's knees are in their elitist tights. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, not the thighs, the knees they made so beefy for these guys. Oh, yeah, I had some 90s knees. That's some 90s <laughs> beefy knees if I've ever seen it. Well, the 90s were all about knee pads. 80s shoulder pads, <laughs> 90s knee pads. <laughs> um, Ryan, I want to award you, but I'm also scared to. Also, Caitlin, I feel like if two people brought it, it's probably that. But Mike said it first. The most complicated award. I'm going to give it to Mike. <laughs> um, all right. Next one we got is best gasp line. Caitlin, what do you got for it? Uh, when Cyclops is like in some sort of mind palace and he doesn't realize he's there and he has no glasses on. And then he screams, my eyes! <laughs> <laughs> because he's not blasting anyone and he cannot blast anyone with his little hole. So he's like, it's like, oh, my God. Did Cyclops lose his powers? Like, no, he's just in a little dream world. Just a little he's screaming because his eyes no. are normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was crazy. He's like, no, I can't blast people anymore. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, we almost had the same moment. Mine is when he, I thought he almost died in that. Yeah. So yeah. almost the same. Ryan, was that yours? No, it was not. Um, <laughs> there's a part where I gasped. Like, I really, I do take this award literally, right? I yeah. really record when I make a noise out loud. And <laughs> yeah. there's this part where everybody's in the room. We haven't seen Wolverine yet. Mm. And Wolverine busted the door out. Absolutely covered in motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> what do you call them? Putties? Putties. He's got like eight putties on him. He's like, Rah! and he runs in and somebody hits him immediately. Mm. But he made it all the way up the stairs with eight guys just wrapped <laughs> on him. Mm-hmm. And I gasped. In the- it's truly astonishing. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, I, mine was also a legit gasp, but it was a, oh no, she didn't gasp, uh, is uh, Phoenix when she's done with all of them. And she's married to Wingard. Mm-hmm. And right before she leaves, she says, let the world see how truly ugly, ugly you are. And just... None of us knew that he was not this handsome swashbuckler look. And mm-hmm. he was just like this gross carny chud. <laughs> and her, her burn and then showing the world who he is before she leaves. Wait, your spouse has never said that to you? No. <laughs> uh, Let the world see how ugly you are. Um, Mike, you know what? You're coming in. You're killing it. I'm going to give that one to you because you know I love a sassy bitch. Um, <laughs> next award, best use of power. Ryan, what do you got for it? I already mentioned it uh, f- before even the fight begins. Uh, what happened to Wolverine last week where he fell down eight stories? Yeah. Cyclops pushes this motherfucker <laughs> th- yeah. like sideways through eight stories. He falls into, I think, a restaurant with a bunch of diners mm. and just crashes on a table. Cyclops for the win. Mm. Shit, I just lost that point for sure. That's, you're definitely not getting a point. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, mine's Rogue because she rips off the cyborg's arm. Mm. And not only is that my favorite thing in the world, but then she says, thanks for the hand, sugar. I bet these things cost an arm and a leg. <laughs> so wow. power of wit. Double whammy there with Rogue. <laughs> Caitlin, what about you? Um, oh, well, there's a moment where the inner circle has to make a vote. They, um, there's a committee, and they give a bunch of thumbs down, and my best use of power is the power of voting. <laughs> the power <laughs> of democracy. Rock the vote, guys. <laughs> Midterms are coming up, people. Make sure you're registered. Um, you guys are all wrong, because it's Beast using his beefy legs yeah. to break cancer, dude. So <laughs> I'm going to give that point to me. Great try, though. But still being Beast the whole time is like, I want you to rethink your life and you, your choices. Like quoting physics at him or something? Something and he was like every motion I don't even know. Uh, yes, that famous physics that famous <laughs> with all physics. their physics sayings. <laughs> I know it. Train. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to MVP. Mike, who do you got for it? MVP. MVP. Wolverine. Uh, he kills so many putties. Runs into the room covered in eight dudes. Like he just like mm-hmm. fucks shit up while everybody else instantly like eats oh goddamn turkey me. leg. Eats a tur- has time to get a turkey leg. 
He, he did it all. This is the, so many times I feel like this season I'm like I get why I liked Wolverine as a kid. Okay. <laughs> um, Caitlin, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jean Grey. Well, I guess Phoenix in this episode because um, she just fucks it up mm. and and she mm. just shows her complete power and like mm. you no know, one has control over me. Yeah, Caitlin, I'm with you. I have Phoenix for uh, mentally and physically breaking a man who is trying to control her. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. gotta be MVP. Ryan, I'm actually more gonna... of an original thinker, uh-huh. so I did go with. Jean Grey, or I guess Phoenix. Uh, and <laughs> I do think that it's th- the most important part is her breaking free and them waiting for her to choose and her just bailing. That's yeah. power. That That's is, powerful. Yeah. Ryan, for once, you are right, but Caitlin kind of said it first, so she's going to get the point. <laughs> From now on, I'm interrupting and yeah. I'm answering first no matter what. <laughs> all right, our final award LVP. Save the best for last. It's LVP. This is the one we all care about. Ryan? I'm going to go with, we've called him a lot of things. Uh, lead putty or head waiter or <laughs> but he is just absolutely worthless like can the hellfire club please get some better more competent employees here <laughs> just the literally the head waiter yeah i think it's the guy <laughs> the head waiter is the guy who uh opens the dumb waiter which he also is and Wolver- <laughs> wolverine's inside of it and just throws a wine bottle right at him <laughs> that's a strong one mike what about you uh mine is shaw shaw i think is the most powerful mutant we've seen in the run so far because his power is you use your power on me i get even stronger uh and he He is still get taken out he's both rubber and glue yes and he'll stick to everybody but he's still somehow like beast is like oh you know what i'll do is just spin him around and you can't do anything like (laughs) he should be able to kill all these motherfuckers but he's so egotistical he can't here's the confusing part about that thing it was he was getting spun around and shot was like oh my god this is awful i'm being spun around yeah and then they talked about physics and he was like well my power is to reverse your power and then fuck beast up yeah Mm -hmm. like did he just not went, know what his power was until Beast reminded him? <laughs> I, I, I think it was because he's like, well, he's not using a mutant power on me, so I can't do anything. And then when Beast reminded him that power and inertia and centrifugal force. Beast, keep your mouth yeah, shut, Shut dude. up. <laughs> and that's why Beast is my LVP. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because he literally talked himself into getting beat in a match and literally didn't take down any person because of his big goddamn mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I also have Beast as well, because he, it was the best use of power, but it didn't do anything. We cut to him for one moment to spin a dude real quick, and then that's all he did in the fight. So it's for sure Beast. Um, Mike, you said that one first? No, I said Shaw. No, okay. I said Beast. I'm the only one it's who said Caitlin Beast aside from you. Caitlin. Th- this, this isn't, we don't have an award for this. It was just the weirdest moment, uh, and it, it didn't fit into anything. But at a certain point, uh, I think it's Wingard says... Have you seen my Chateau Calamari 59 <laughs> for like a bottle of wine he's looking for? That's a, a house squid a year. Yeah. That is not a wine. That is bananas. Is that not how you name wine? <laughs> oh, yes, I know rich people write <laughs> Yeah, Chateau squid. Um, squid. 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 <laughs> All right, let me give the point title so we can see who won this week. Ryan. Yeah. You got none. Ah! <laughs> um, I got one point. Mike and Caitlin, you guys actually tied for first place Woo-hoo! with two points. Go team, go. All right, that is it for the episode, though. So you know it's time for us to just give you the final ending good stuff that you all care about. <laughs> this is what everyone is here for. Vamp, vamp, Mike. Vamp, vamp. <laughs> Help me vamp and tell me about some websites. You should go to yourpopfilter.com, the mothership of everything we put out. We got articles from 10 years ago and podcasts <laughs> all the time. Throw a little slash Amazon on there, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Uh, do your normal shopping, but it helps us out a little. Also, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Extra content every week, depending on what tier you have. Hey, Martin. 
thanks for not giving us ten dollars a month anymore. That was too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we simply could not. All right. Um, we also got some other shows on the network. Ryan. Yes. You want to tell me about those? Of course. Well, the main thing everybody needs to be paying attention to is the four of us and some other people are tackling 2021. Mm-hmm. And the only time that you could do it when it's almost 2023. Uh, so listen for those episodes. Those are on our Movie of the Year feed. Movie of the Year will usually do uh, a battle to figure out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. But that's what we're doing right now. And then while you're on the internet, make sure that you find Unnatural 20s starring Cassie, Caitlin, and... Just you two, right? That's it. Okay. Yeah, just us two. Um, and a stack of books. Mm-hmm. The three of yes. them will uh, cruise through their 20s, which, how many days are left of that? We don't it, talk about it. It's forever. <laughs> it's never ending. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review all of those shits. Uh, we're also on social media. Caitlin, do you know where we're at social media? Yeah, we're on Twitter and Instagram at your pop filter or at unnatural twenties. You can find both of us on there. Oh, wow, she fucking killed it. We also got an email. It's contact at your pop filter. Next week, Cassie, guys. You know, speaking of Twitter, how come we haven't done? Uh, Cassie looks at the pop filter Twitter. Once demands every six explanations. Months. <laughs> yeah, and wants us. We got to do that soon. We got to I need you guys to tweet. Just I need a real drunken night out of you two. No, and it's, then <laughs> I think it's clear you haven't checked the Twitter. Yeah, yet. <laughs> you haven't seen it recently. It's then. been stanky. <laughs> I think it's also because sometimes those the weird ones land at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Hmm, strange. Well, weird. The interns. I'll soon be auditing the Twitter probably, and you can get that content on Patreon. Next week, though, you guys, big episode, Snowpiercer is what we're going to be talking about, so be sure to tune in for that. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Caitlin, I'm me. And for me, I am me. Bye, everyone. I'm not going to do this.